Hey. Yo. Hello. Welcome to episode 12 of the Ape Audio Podcast. Hi. I'm Batman. I'm searching for justice. I'm Kylo Ren, and I hate my dad's. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, am an unfaced Jedi warrior, I think. I'm Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Hey. What's Do I up? get an X-Wing? <laughs> pod racer maybe pod racer. Uh, today we're sitting down oh. with the one and only kyle wappler hi Yo, kyle hey guys thanks for having me some of you may know him as scene daddy i don't know if that's a name that he appreciates or not but it's <laughs> yeah, a it's name that's been floating around out there i'm fine with it it's cool it's kind of cute yeah, I, I think it came out of an interview with uh I, mean, I did one with beth knowles at the community edition and oh is that it, like yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah put I it as it. a title saying kw scene dad and now it's just kind of <laughs> stuck so it's a thing now that's i'm cool with it do people like shorten it? it do they just call you dad it's just yeah that Hi, dad. I, I think that's where it all began they uh, she she started asking me about like working with younger bands and stuff and i said it was cool minus the fact that they started calling me dad and i started to feel pretty old <laughs> <laughs> does your kid ever go like why do they call you dad <laughs> Scene Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Scene Daddy Kane. <laughs> so uh, Ky- Kyle is a entrepreneur extraordinaire, if you will, uh, following after his father's footsteps, I would say. Yeah. Um, he's a promoter, booker, yeah. event planner, journalist. Yes, sort of. <laughs> Ed- Editor-in-chief of a magazine at one point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything else under your repertoire? Um, Hunk. Oh, absolute hunk. No, you. <laughs> sensitive right there. Sensitive. It's my spot. Yeah, do you, do you want to tell the people in nicer words what, what you get up to in, in case they don't know? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, I run Have Hope, uh, which is a local concert promotion company in, in KW here. And uh, basically, I, I spend most of my time with that company um, booking and promoting bands from all over Ontario and wherever else I'm lucky enough to bring them in from. Uh, and I kind of do all that from ground up so pick up tour packages or individual bands and then kind of go from there build locals around it and try to create cool shows for the city hell yeah I- i'm just gonna let everybody know that he's probably gonna play it a little bit modest but it, if, if <laughs> it, it's for you. up to my opinion i'm gonna say this man single-handedly restoked the <laughs> fires of the local scenes over the past couple Thanks, of years man. i appreciate yeah, that hell yeah <laughs> Hell yeah, it was not an easy feat either, I'm sure. (laughs) No, it does make me wonder sometimes, though, it's if you weren't holding it down, what would it be, right? What would be... I like to think that somebody else would kind of pick up the reins, but... But I wonder how they would have done it if it would have held up for this many years, you know what I I mean? Just that kind of thing. I don't know. I guess, like, I started with uh, Team Bloodshed and uh, our clothing back in the day, and so I I was kind of, like, groomed a little bit. I, I... I don't really have that with with Have Hope. There doesn't seem to be any sixteen year old kids like chomping at the bit to do punk and hardcore music, you know. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what would happen. That's interesting. Well, you have a twenty five year old kid right here who's willing to help you. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot more I'm than down me. With that. <laughs> um, so we wanted to start with a little icebreaker. This is a funny ass yeah. video we saw this week. If you if you want to dive into this with Sounds us, good. <laughs> you want to hit it, Devin? What's wrong with your face? 
my god. You need to go back to the hospital. All right, we could kill it. <laughs> so for for any of the audio listeners, uh, this strange strange woman escaped from the hospital just rolls up on a moped beside this vehicle. That, that was the screaming you hear like, closing in from the distance. I guess I her face is wrecked. But... <laughs> yeah. I don't think she should be driving, you yeah. guys. I don't think she should be out of the hospital. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem safe. That last line is so weird. I've got to tell my dad that this is his ex- exit on the freeway. Yeah. What? That's what she says right at the end there. I gotta tell my dad this is the exit. I I want to know the backstory to this. <laughs> we're wondering why they were filming all. Yeah, I was saying to Patrick, how loud was this woman, and how long before she had reached like the 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 camera focal point? Like, cause they they had the camera ready, Ro- and you you rolling. hear her coming in in the distance. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and it just stops perfectly where the camera is located. But if any of you guys want to search it, it's called "Old Lady Escapes Hospital" to get her moped. And in parentheses, what's wrong with your face? <laughs> Such a weird question to ask somebody. What's wrong with your face? Oh my god! You can't just ask somebody what's wrong with their face. <laughs> well, I was trying to look at it too, and if you if you look really close in the video, like her face is kind of like tilted like she like got a serious injury going yeah. on or something oh but she's God. probably just like so doped up that she doesn't even notice yeah. <laughs> how the fuck did she get mo- nah, she's driving it pretty well if she's that's know. true where did she get it from it's hers <laughs> who gave her the key I yes. in my moped <laughs> who signed that over <laughs> does she have insurance I have so many questions <laughs> alright so I hope this strange video made you feel a little more comfortable oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, off the top of my head I wanted to uh, ask you a question so Patrick has been matching with a lot of uh, single young mothers on Tinder Lots who of uh, them. keep bringing up that they would like Patrick to um, take care of their children do you have any advice for uh <laughs> A new father? Well, I mean, it uh, really depends on their age, I guess. You, you know, I, I got to start with them young. I don't have stepfather advice, oh, I guess. I don't know. I'm sure I, you have some advice. Uh, well, I mean, just, just be there for them. Sure, dude. Just be there for Treat them, them wow. like they're one of your own. Yeah, exactly, man. Of course, yeah. I'll, exactly. I'll do that. Just <laughs> love them, raise them. Wow. <laughs> True words. Should have sent a poet. It's a lot of wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the more more time they play at sports, the tireder they are later. Okay, and the perfect. less havoc they wreak. Great. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Chris. There you go. There you go. Good um, luck with Tinder. Thank you. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I don't even brutal. know about that, man. I don't even know about the Tinder world. I've, it's brutal. Uh, yeah. It's so clearly. I got to miss that. <laughs> I, it's probably a good thing. Good luck, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where I'd navigate. Like, I don't even know where to begin on that sort of oh, thing Oh, we can anymore. get you set up. If you <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right, man. I'm good not navigating that yeah. world. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hi, babe. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we, we can kind of hop back to before this video. We were talking about like how you got your start in the scene. Um, how old were you when you you started? Um, you you were taken under somebody's wing. Yeah, 13, Andy, 14 um, years old. Yeah, I was around when I was probably fourteen years old. It was kind of like a a really strange a, a series of events that unfolded, I guess. Uh, so at the time, I was in elementary school oh. and started started going to um my first punk rock and local shows and uh at that time my dad happened to start his print shop and 
Andy, who owned Team Bloodshed at that time, and Kurt and Corey Crossman, who owned art clothing and civilian printing, uh, they were actually printing flyers with my dad. And my dad kind of made the connection that, hey, like my kid likes these shows and goes to these shows. Maybe he could hand out some flyers for you and yeah. do that sort of thing. So I started handing out flyers for them at my shows. And, and in high school, that basically meant I would go to the, if anyone went to Resurrection, you know, the floating staircase was basically a staircase that went into the middle of the school. And I used to kind of just stand up there and throw them off into the middle of the forum <laughs> awesome. at the end of the day and then watch the 500 people at the bottom all pick them up because they wanted to know what the hell just came off the floating staircase. What, so. what was the conversion rate off of this tactic? Um, I don't know, but there was like a <laughs> hell of a lot more attendance back in 2005. <laughs> Four than there is now. Are you thinking about going back to res and throwing us? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Maybe, maybe that's where I went wrong. Like Facebook came out and I thought, oh damn, like this is making marketing so much easier. I got to go back to just like literally throwing things off balconies. I, I feel guess. like for a point, Facebook and Instagram did allow you to market a lot more, uh, like aggressively and well. And then they started catching on, like. Oh wait, we can get people to yeah. pay. Oh, to people do are this. getting free marketing. Yeah, here? yeah, Let's exactly. Charge them. Yeah, no. and now it's almost become so convoluted that it's like it's it's become difficult, and it's this big game that you have to play with them because once you start actually pumping money into Facebook advertising, they d- diminish your uh, organic reach. Oh, interesting. So now you have to work twice as hard. To hit the people that you were hitting before through organic reach, through tactics. organic reach yeah, tactics, like hashtags and yeah. stuff like that. So it's it's kind of crazy, but I mean, in the beginning, it made things easier, and it still does. It, I mean, it, sure, it's not completely oh, useless. Yeah, I mean, uh, on Facebook, it's like we've got access to five thousand people at right. any given time. Like, it's a lot easier than handing out five thousand flyers. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, that's obviously still very important is yeah. having the flyers out there and reaching different places but it's it's crazy the amount of reach that you can get off something like that now for sure so you uh you then branched off and you were kind of doing uh, a new era yeah new yeah. Era oh, yeah i guess i guess we started with a very different question i sidetracked my bad that's ass. all right that's all right <laughs> I'll, um, I'll work my best to, yeah, to no, reel so, it back in um I, I was promoting for Andy and doing all this and and for uh, Kurt and Corey. And in around 2008, um, both of them had kind of stopped doing shows with uh, the exception of um, the Arc Battle of the Bands was still going on in, at that time and Koi Music Festival. Um, but R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no one was really kind of doing the local level shows, and I had just started my first band at that time that was actually show-ready and, and, and good to play. So mm-hmm. um, I felt the need to kind of create something. So I, I came out with a New Era Productions and did my first show in uh, Wellesley, of all places. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, that went over Were you positively really well. received? Yeah, it was, it was. people were stoked on it. I mean, I think there was like 150 people out at a show in Wellesley. <laughs> Nothing happens like, in Wellesley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's good like, turnout. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was pretty excited about that, and then that kind of uh, opened some new doors, and uh, then Paul Maxwell opened Maxwell's around the same time that I did, and I started working, uh, working with him and doing a lot of shows there and at the 515 in Cambridge, and... It was more or less just a thing that I would reach out to friends' bands and be like, hey, you guys want to do something cool? And they were like, yeah, fuck yeah, we haven't played a show in a while, right? And uh, so that happened. And then 
there was just kind of the snowball effect where all of a sudden I was getting tour offers and bigger and bigger bands. And once that started happening, I was like, okay, cool. Like people care, I guess, like this is something I can keep doing and, and, and people might actually give a damn about yeah yeah so and now i am here (laughs) 10 years later so (laughs) i guess it was kind of like that fake it till you make it thing like i know you're putting in like effort and stuff but maybe not taking it like so seriously yeah not at all and i mean one day people start approaching you and you're like oh oh this is like legitimized yeah there's a there's like i'm I'm reaching people i guess and and yeah i guess it was kind of that and i mean i still carry that mentality of of don't take yourself too seriously and you know i mean i'm I'm throwing punk and alternative shows here right like the second that you start sitting there going yeah i'm gonna make a million bucks off of shows and like i'm gonna that's that's when you that's when you lose the soul of like what what (laughs) you were initially after exactly you you lose the fun and everything that was it was originally about and it suddenly changes from you know like this awesome hobby where you get to hang out with different people and meet new people to something that you're constantly driven like constantly focused on it takes up all of your time and i mean it's not that it doesn't take up a lot of my time i'm sure if my wife's listening she's like you're on your phone all the damn time anyway (laughs) (laughs) but uh i mean it's it's different right Uh, instead of looking at it as a way of like oh you know we can make this into something huge it's more like who wants to do something cool? Who wants to play? And like, yeah. I think that's kind of been really important in, in lasting 10 years. And Hell yeah. Yeah. To be honest, like that kind of mentality is sort of what inspired us to like get this whole thing going. That's We're awesome, like, man. if fucking Kyle can do it, like, <laughs> why not us? Like, Hell yeah. And we'll, we'll act in a catalyst to like kind of support that community that you've already been brewing over there right like that's what it's it'd all be about, one man. thing for us to like copy you and like do our own promotions and shit and bookings or whatever. But, like, why not aid the local scene and, like, we can give artists, like, a platform to come talk oh, on absolutely. and, like, yeah, shoot the shit. It's so important, man. Like, there's not a lot of people that, you know, want to put the time and effort into alternative music the the way that you guys are doing here and like shit man you got multiple cameras you got a <laughs> room with a green screen like it's crazy <laughs> but <laughs> multiple cameras yeah. <laughs> But like, yeah, no, it's it's extremely important, and I I'm grateful that you guys have me out here today. Hell yeah! Thanks for coming on, man. Oh, it's a, it's a privilege. Jeez, oh, yeah. thank you guys. <laughs> um, so after a new era, uh, you kind of you you worked with another fellow yeah, on and Have Hope, and then you sort of inherited yeah, Have Hope. Yeah, so a new era of productions. Uh, I as I got these tour packages rolling in, um, I got offered Lygia. And Lygia is a band that um, I used to love when I was younger. Yeah, man. A lot of people forget about that band, but they're fucking awesome the band that goes like the, i've been drinking yeah i've been thinking oh yeah and uh so i got offered these guys and at, at that point in time andy um who started team bloodshed and now uh had changed his name to have hope with um yashka and rob Pugh from gracefield they they all worked collaboratively on it yashka kind of used it as an outlet for his design and andy used it for promotion purposes okay. and um so i got offered lygia and I kind of looked at it and was like, you know, this is one of the biggest shows I've been offered so far at this point. And it was always one of Andy's bands that he always did. And because Andy kind of introduced me to all of this and showed me the ropes, I felt obligated to give him a shout and be like, hey, man, you know, Lygia is coming through. I know you haven't done anything in a while, but would you like to kind of get back together and, and do this show with me? So 
he, he agreed to it. He was stoked on it. And uh, we put that one on. And then shortly after, I got offered Fallen Archaea, which was also another band that Andy had worked with. So again, we worked with each other. And then it just kind of became this thing where we're like, well, you know, I'm ready to go out and do the groundwork. You have the established base here. Why don't we kind of join forces and make something bigger than what either of us could be individually cool. and kind of share the workload. And so we did that for, for a number of years. And then I um, uh, rolled out Breakdown Magazine with Andy as well. And then it, uh, and, and Devin was one of our writers. He helped. He did, he did way better writing than I did. Good job, David. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we rolled out that magazine, and Andy eventually just kind of decided, you know, it was too much. It was time for him to focus on other things with his with his life and, and cool. step away from shows. And so I, held I, it I, down, man. Yeah, and here I am. I think it's been, I don't know. How long ago did Breakdown stop, Devin? Five, five years? Five. Four or five years ago? Yeah, so it's been at least four or five years now since I kind of took it over and just kind of been going. And now it's hit a point where, uh, you know, it's crazy. Like the first five years, I think, that Andy and I were doing stuff together, we did about 100 shows. And then last year alone, I hit almost 130. Damn. So oh. it's just kind of snowballed into this yeah. ridiculous one of, One of our questions uh, we wanted to ask was like, to from an outside perspective it's it's pretty apparent that you've been putting on like a lot more shows yeah. <laughs> and getting your 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 feet wet in like different genres and yeah. everything right um is it still solely you like i know like jamie yeah, comes to help I mean, you occasionally and you you have people like come yeah. help you like on the streets or whatever yeah but. and uh i have uh i have a bunch of guys that help me out um as far as running the actual events, I've kind of taken a step back from being at every single event that I do because right. just with how many I do, it's it's damn near impossible to Definitely. maintain being at a hundred shows, working a full time job, and having two kids and a wife. And, yeah, you know, I mean, there's there's nights of the week where there's like three events going on that, oh, yeah, that exactly. have folks put on. Right? So it's 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 turned into something crazy. But I've I've luckily got a lot of friends that, you know, love going out to local shows and are more than willing to help out and have yours. And it's kind of a cool feeling being able to be like, hey, I want to hire you guys for a night to work a show. And it's so that's kind of a cool thing to be able to like help out friends and, you know, do that kind of sort of thing. But as as far as like um like a groundwork background sort of work like yeah it's still just me yeah <laughs> do you do you are you completely comfortable with that or do you feel like it's getting to an unsustainable point um, or it might hit that point eventually i'm still at a point where i'm comfortable with it. it uh i kind of have a way of streamlining stuff now i kind of have like a workflow and i just sure. go through the motions uh it would it'd be nice sometimes to have like a secretary to just like yeah, sift no through dude, emails no like yeah what does on... your cell phone look like oh is it just man a it's, fucking it's mess? crazy i was just on vacation in the dominican republic a couple oh, weeks man. ago and uh so i purposely like turned my phone off um and I, I didn't realize that the lobby had Wi-Fi, so I was carrying my phone on me for the camera, <laughs> and I, I walked into the Wi-Fi zone, and oh, it was the no. third day, and I cleared out all of my notifications except for my messages and my emails and my texts, and I had 187 missed messages in three Holy days. Holy shit. smokes, man. <laughs> so I was like, and I, 90% of them were, were banned stuff, and I think there was like three from my buddies that were watching my dog, and they were like, yo, your dog's <laughs> cool, man, and like, <laughs> the rest were like banned. The Bands are way more needy than a dog. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We need you. We need you. There's no seed. It's been three days. We don't know 
what's going on? The scene's crumbling. There's no shows anymore. What's happening, man? You just sent like a beam to a satellite that just like puts bands like in Harmony Lunch and like Chainsaw. It's done. Yeah. I'll just start sending the bands from the Dominican over. Like, All right, guys, here we go. How was the vacation? Was it yeah. nice? Oh, it was beautiful. Any cool yeah. stories? It was great. Uh, I mean, I got to go ziplining through the jungle with my yeah. son. Hell yeah. All the white people great. love ziplining. Oh, man, it was great. <laughs> it was great. We got to eat some, like, cocoa beans and stuff, which, like, don't look anything like what I thought they would. Sure. Like, open up these cocoa beans, and it's like, they look like white slugs, man, and they've got the texture of one, and Ew. they're like the sweetest sugary flavor like oh. no cocoa flavor at all and Damn. i was kind of like blown away by that and i mean i'm easily kind of amused by them things, so people uh i feel like anybody who's not yeah. amused by that that's like the, should just fuck yeah off. see the see oh, the white yeah. stuff yeah that's you like suck on it and you get all that stuff out and they tell you not to bite into it but i, I guess if you bite into it that's where you get the actual cocoa right yeah but the outside stuff's like sweeter than sugar man cool Damn, that's crazy yeah. yeah it's like a candy the one guy that gave me it started chewing on the leaf, though, and we know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> How is big is one of those beans? Like, the, uh, like those... yeah, like half the size of your head. Holy shit! That's yeah, pretty big, man. I I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. My kid brought one back and tried to give it to kids at a school. I don't think we're supposed to bring it back. <laughs> it's a bomb! Maybe I should have <laughs> said that. <laughs> Get that out of the school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we heard you had a cocoa bean. It's I mean, in I've the garbage now <laughs> for any authority figures that might be watching. Yeah. It started to go bad, and I threw it out. Okay. Yeah. We don't have to worry about plants. Yeah, lots of cops watch our show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Never know, man. They found the Hellcat somehow. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, let, let's, yeah, let's, let's dig into that. Yeah, let's get into that. Oh, we we wanted to ask you a lot about that. So um, <laughs> you... Initially, we're booking the the dirty nil yeah. for the opening night of the Hellcat. Yeah, That's kind well, of insane. it was it wasn't like the opening night. We had a few underground shows. So, okay, um, you know, it was the KWC DIY guys yeah. and uh, Three Nines guys. They had this space uh, that they were jamming out of, and it just so happened that Elvis Freshly, big, Elvis Freshly, yeah, <laughs> Elvis Freshly, and uh, um, they had like this massive space that was attached to it that they somehow gained access to so we built like this somehow <laughs> well they, they they knew the landlord and the there's another tenant that was renting it at the time but he was like chill with people doing shows and he was like yeah you can do whatever so we yeah, built like this really cool right stage up. man and like cool. he was he was using it for like he was like cooking for his friends and stuff on the like, uh, weekend cooking. so he's like yeah, do whatever you want no man like jamaican meals it was great <laughs> oh, we'd go cool, in there and cool. get like jerk chicken and stuff Hell while yeah. we're like making yeah what? it was awesome dude and uh so we we built this stage in it and like there's a sound booth and it was pretty sweet we had uh dimitri dimka from celebrity spray paint come do like this wicked gord downey mural on the one wall and spent like a bunch of time kind of like reworking the place and we uh had like reworked the washrooms in it and uh we had done like a couple underground punk shows out of it and um then we booked the dirty nil there because that was that on its own was like this weird thing their agent reached out to me and and we've worked together a bunch of times and was like yo so the dirty nils got some time off and we're looking for like just cool different places to play at and uh um i was like well it just so happens we've got this space and i kind of told him about it and like sent him some pictures and he was like this is exactly what we're looking for so by chance and timing we ended up booking the dirty nil here and uh three days before it uh, a couple cruisers and the fire marshal showed oh, up and got right. our landlord to open up the uh, 
open up the door and uh they came in and basically raided the place they're like pulling cushions off the couches and shit like that so <laughs> look at how flammable these what, cushions are yeah, i don't know what kind of fire code my cushions were violating but like Damn. that happened and uh, yeah so and uh basically they told us it wasn't to code didn't really tell us why and we're not we're not able to get back in there so interesting now there's yeah now so not only trip. were you booking there you also like had stake in this place too um to an extent, like, uh, the, the landlord there was like really cool and was like kind of doing it on like a month to month basis okay, and, okay, sure. and just kind of let us do our thing. And there was a, there was a tenant already in there. So it was more or less like we were just helping him pay rent sure. and, and do that. And, uh, I mean, it didn't really last long. So it's yeah. like there, there was uh, other than the, the, the staging and stuff that we built, like we lost out on that, but really nothing else. Not too big of, of a loss. Yeah, and, and thankfully, like, night school was able to accommodate uh, Dirty Nil within a three-day span and That's let us put on the show there. Shout out to so, night school. Yeah, shout yeah. out to night school for that one. Thanks, Devin. And, uh, yeah, so, and, and then that story even goes farther into funny because my wife went into labor that day oh. <laughs> with Jude. Damn. So on top of that, I am now calling my friends and being like, hey guys, so the Dirty Nils playing night school and I can't be there because <laughs> I'm having a baby tonight. So I was coordinating <laughs> with Chris and Dylan for um, three nines and KWC DIY and like taking my wife to the hospital at the same time Holy so shit. that we could go have our baby. And uh, luckily, you know, those guys run shows as well and, and had it all down. So they're like, don't even worry. Don't text us. Just go have fun. That's awesome. Let us know how it all goes. So, yeah. yeah, and they uh, they nailed it out, and it was great. <laughs> really shows dope. how the community can come together and, and help you <laughs> yeah, in these exactly. trying times. <laughs> so, Axel says hi. Axel says hi. Hi, buddy. Hi, Axel. Hi, Axel. <laughs> that's that's my oldest son. Hey, dude. Um. So that's my boy. Even though <laughs> the place got raided and shut down, or you guys aren't allowed to. It, roll out the ideas that you guys wanted to um do you think there's any plans down the line to get a similar venture going on i would love to have my own venue yeah uh, it's i mean doing the number of shows that i do it just kind of makes sense but mm -hmm. i mean it's not an easy industry no, at, not all at all to to make a go at it like how many bars come and go every yeah. single year and um so, location yeah exactly and in, in a university town it's kind of weird because you would you know you would think being close to the universities would help a lot but in alternative and punk and stuff like that they it don't doesn't care about seem you. to make a difference at all <laughs> no. i think at it's kind of because you're like crowded maybe like around like all the bars that it kind of like just overwhelms it yeah whereas if you had like a little nook like yeah, in kind of it's always so funny like we've got you know five bands playing at harmony lunch and there's like you know 30 people at it meanwhile there's a lineup down the street from pub on king uh, there's like a thousand yeah. students in it waiting to watch you know uh an ipod <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well that's what i had mentioned this to these guys a couple weeks back where they would say like oh yeah we're playing harmony lunch like nine or ten o'clock people start kind of funneling out it's because yep. the bars are opening at yeah, that time, right? So like going. they might be walking down from residence and they're passing Harmony Lunch. They're like, oh, let's check out what's going on here. Yeah. And then they look at their phone. Oh, Phil's is opening. Uh, Chainsaw's opening. Time blah, blah, blah. Pub on King is opening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then they just kind of like move along. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I we don't have like a lot of walk-ins uh, as far as like the university culture goes. Like it's it's definitely an aging scene. Sure. Like we're all predominantly twenty plus, and like 
you know, when I look at the 20 year old guys, they're looking at me like, Hey dad. And I'm like, yeah, I'm only, <laughs> I'm only eight years older than you guys. Yeah, Settle down. Yeah, You'll chill. be here soon, man. I remember 20. Um, <laughs> do you, do you find that though, with you booking now more genres that it's opening up like this age gap that you're kind of For being sure. like, Oh cool. That's what the younger crowd's digging. Oh cool. That's what the older crowd's digging. Okay. Absolutely. Now I know how to more mediate shows for certain demographics yeah. yeah absolutely like uh the edm shows and uh hip-hop especially is huge with the younger crowds yeah and lockwood stuff. was like, talking to us about how he noticed that like at the hip-hop shows like it's 19 just 19 and 20 year olds it's pretty much like the scene yeah somewhat over. it's it, it totally is and you know what like the biggest trend is, that i'm noticing right now is people doing like this new age emo hip-hop like you know, yeah like, that's the you know huge, like, like little wave, pete yeah. died and the whole thing thing just like exploded like that's yeah. whatever wants to do so like when you say it's like the new scene man like it's it guys with lip rings and stretched ears and yeah. dyed hair and so but like, they're playing like a backing track and yeah. they're like rapping and yeah. it's like it's i it's just like if 10 years ago it was the same but it it wasn't, wasn't but that's yeah, the beauty it, of I mean, music it man sense. it's gonna change oh, all the time yeah. and it, it, it kind of makes sense if you look at the progression of things it's like you know there's still people out there that like post hardcore and emo and and that sort yeah. of music but it's like you said with the demographic change you know it's not as digestible to the younger crowd who grew up predominantly listening to pop and hip-hop music the thing right? that so i see with that this gap. though yeah, is definitely. that it might be an entry point for them right absolutely like they're gonna listen to lil peep and XXX Tentacion and fucking like the the whole roster of like the these emo SoundCloud yep. rappers or whatever, and it it's very adjacent to the hardcore sound that oh, we kind of grew yeah. up on. Like, like there's lots of similarities, using, right? Um, like samples, samples from, from brand new and like yeah. taking so, back Sunday is just exactly. Like so so can, do it's you think gateway. you could see it coming full circle where this I think so. this uh, genre avenue leads right back in? to the scene yeah i mean it, it wouldn't surprise me right like all music's kind of circular all fashion's kind of circular yeah. it all comes back to to what degree it comes back no one knows but right now it's there's a resurgence in emo to the extent that you know you've got the sad boy hip-hop sort of stuff mm -hmm. but you know the next emergence of that when people get tired of the overproduced and like you know that super clean polished sort of sound yeah. that you can get from digital production yeah, I think it will come back full circle to being like, you know what? I want that raw sound. I There's want those... even been some artists that I've had my eye on, hip hop artists, that are, it, it sounds like it's branching off into like a hardcore punk oh, sound with oh, yeah. like these crazy blown out instruments, yep. loud, ridiculous, psychotic uh, vocals. Yeah, it's like and it's just like, already. yeah, really <laughs> raw, really like brutal. And I'm like, Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. locally, grips, there's exactly. a guy named Leaf Grizzly that would kind of Leaf fit that. Sure. Yeah, and and he's he's got beats that are more raw in the background, but he literally screams over them oh, uh, cool. for a lot of it. And then sometimes he raps or sings over it. So it's you know uh, he's he's more our age demographic, but you know that influences the younger ones as well. So to to see that come full circle, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. And there's I, I see a lot more guys using guitars and stuff like that on stage yeah. and um another local artist uh jarell and beware sound shout uh, out jarell yeah he's coming on the show yeah. Yeah. so he's bit. coming next week or a couple weeks from now yeah two or three weeks down be sure the line to check him out he here. rips and uh he you know sophie um she plays keyboards live and one of the shows that he did at harmony lunch he had a guitarist as well so cool. you know cool. there there are artists that are bringing that aspect in and kind of merging the two so yeah, yeah like you said like i think I think it will kind of become cool. full circle.
So um, now that you've been booking more um, genre eccentric shows, branching away from yeah. <laughs> kind of like the the core audience that that uh, the Tri Cities yeah. once had. Is this because your music taste is changing, or is this just something that you've had to adapt to? Is it a bit of both? A bit of, I think it's a bit of both. I mean, I've always kind of listened to everything, with the exception to country music. I just I can't get Fuck into country. it. I'm sorry, guys, yeah. if there's any I can't do country, country people. Either, I just that. can't do it, man. Yeah. And but I don't like, don't get down you like Son Garth of a Brooks? Brooks? No, I can't. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll throw on some, like, you know. You don't have to lie I, I to us. I deal with Elvis. <laughs> yeah. Is that country? I no. guess he's the king of rock and roll. You're lying to, to yourself, me, Kyle. You're lying to yourself, I Kyle. I know I am. What do you Johnny think Cash is oh. all right. He's more like an old emo kid. Yeah, yeah. Bluegrass Yeah, bluegrass, yeah, bluegrass right. and yeah. stuff like that's pretty yeah. nice. But, but like, other than pop country of today is just, like, atrocious. I could just vomit, man. can't do it. Like, I don't know, like. Taylor Swift's country apparently, but it sounds more like pop music. I think she's moved on. I think it's kind of like the it's the transition. She was country and then she transitioned to pop. Speaking of transitions to pop, what do you think of the new Bring Me the Horizon? Uh, I Oh, I I haven't really gave them much of a listen since like the old school days. And I heard them and I was like, oh, this is kind of what they're doing. And I kind of heard like the the Sempaternal like album. And I was like, okay, they're trying to get more radio friendly. But then I heard this. I'm like, yeah. And And then I see the credits. I'm like, that's the spirit. And then this one was like, you know, and and that's the spirit at first I didn't like. And and then I kind of like force fed myself a few times. And I was like, actually, you know what? Like this, this album's kind of great. And I, I got into a few of the songs on it, and like as a whole album, it's it's pretty well done, and it's you know it's not a Bring Me the Horizon record, but it was yeah. it was all right. But all this these... one, I just can't, and I've been trying. I actually I've really like it. I like, really? I like See, it out of all the other it. ones because it's like I kind of approached it with more of like, well, first the first thing I checked was let me check the credits. They are all the songwriters and like production credits, so they huh. like. It's weird yeah, that they're like doing they this consciously. Yeah. So it's like if when you're hearing these choices, you're like, sure, they've probably collaborated with some people, but most of like they're 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 taking the lead on most of like their choices here, yeah. their creative choices. So I think that's kind of interesting. Of them writing, I I saw this thing that I thought was pretty funny. They were actually writing tracks for like Limp Bizkit. And, Limp Bizkit uh, still making music. Yeah, yeah apparently man. they were looking at making a new record, and then uh, Limp Bizkit didn't like what came to the table, so <laughs> they, actually, <laughs> they reworked it. Yeah, they reworked it. Some of the songs on their it's new album were supposed to originally be for Crazy. Limp Bizkit, which is kind of cool. But Ollie still holds it down. If yeah, you saw that video of him yeah. doing that, like throwback, where they do they played like a little like old, uh, yeah, medley of like still their doing, old stuff, and like pray for plaid, and it's like you're still. Even your bandmates sound sloppier than you. It's like how usually like the screamers voice the one that fell off. Yeah. That's brutal. Yup. That yeah, was kind of like eh, right, the size of shows that they're playing is insane. Oh, yeah. Well, their main. I think they're. I think I was telling you guys this earlier, or maybe you. Um, they're definitely mainstream because I went to H and M today and I saw a like a Nirvana shirt, a Slayer shirt. And a Bring Me the Horizon shirt. Jesus. And I was like, Bring Me the Horizon. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Yeah, First time I saw it was at the Wax. I think with Straight Reads the Line. Yeah, I think I was at that show too. Yeah. Yeah, and and then, yeah, they're. I remember. Vocal cords, eh? Oh shit! He just did yeah, this. Yeah, that oh. was like a recent thing. So never mind. Going back to <laughs> Ollie. How, never how mind. He was. We thought you were holding it down. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully he's yeah, it's okay from vocal that because that's that's killer. An anagram, a very. Slight anagram of Ollie Sykes is oil skies. Just thought I should let you guys know. Thanks, Yeah, pretty cool. (laughs) I'm going to take that one with me. Skies kind of like split the sky, like the Mastodon record. Exactly. Hey. (laughs) There you go. Or the band that jams next door called Split the Sky. Hey, remember when Mastodon was supposed to play at Elements? 
Nope. Yeah, I remember that. It's a couple <laughs> months ago. <laughs> it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah some shit happened. I think uh, maybe their manager had like some health something going on, uh, or maybe the other band they were with, and, and they had to like cancel the show, and it was like two or three days shows. before the show was supposed to happen. It happened with Smash Mouth too. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Oh yeah. Oh my. Yeah, what a letdown. Jesus. Periphery. Oh, yeah, periphery. Periphery. yeah, that was a while ago. For that was Koi, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a yeah. Koi. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, there's, there's, it's all closed. What do you mean? Where it's are we supposed closed. to play? <laughs> all right. So, uh, speaking of periphery, bailing on Koi, Koi is a uh, kind of faded away, and yeah. you like how, how you've inherited, have hope, have kind of inherited. <laughs> the responsibility to continue something <laughs> like that yeah or yeah, may, maybe was, not the maybe responsibility is not the right word but yeah i mean it was it was kind of like again it was a weird thing like how hope fest started right um so i helped with the last ever uh koi fest that happened at maxwell's which is a totally different vibe than the previous koi fests um i was working with i was Kurt the turnout for that it was good uh i mean i looked was, at the lineup and i went i'm okay <laughs> yeah, yeah no, was, no offense no that. man it was uh i mean it, obviously it wasn't a massive outdoor festival with ten thousand right, people right. walking around yeah but, it seemed like uh, a huge pivot and it, it kind of like struck like me in the heart a little bit show, right yeah. like yeah. it's it just a giant show essentially and it was it was all right uh it wasn't what we expected it to be we, we did expect it to be bigger than what it was and um it just kind of got to a point where it was like a bit too much and and the uh former um like the owners of Koi Music Festival wanted to take a step back and say, you know what, we're going to focus on what we're doing now. And um, they didn't want to uh, go too too much into it. So Kurt and I did like a scaled back version of it. And we were actually planning one for 2018. We we're kind of in the initial stages of putting out feelers. And it was just nothing that we wanted to fall into place it was kind of falling into place. But we had these holds on the venue and we did all this and, it was it, it kind of came to the point where it was like you know this isn't koi right it, it's it would just be a show full of a lot of great local bands but that's never what koi music festival was it was more bringing in the larger acts and allowing local bands to play with those larger yeah. acts and we weren't able to accomplish that um in 2018 so uh, to the degree that we wanted to um but having the holds and stuff i was like well fuck it I'm going to do something, right? And uh, I've always wanted to have my own festival, something that helped with the I Have Hope brand and kind of got it out to a bigger community. So I was like, all right, let's see what we can kind of put together. And, you know, I got Single Mothers out on it and Exalt and uh, was able to get a couple really cool reunion shows with Three Crowns and the Intake of Glass. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be an awesome local show, um, local mini fest kind of thing. And it's it's good ground to stand on and put that together and then that's kind of how that came to be hell yeah yeah. well i'm kind of glad that that koi went out on a note of dignity yeah because like (laughs) at least for for like the three of us like we've talked about this quite a bit where it was like that festival meant something oh it felt a certain type of way yeah yeah it it rolled out in a certain type of way and the the pivot year it just felt like it transitioned so hard and abruptly Abruptly. it was like is is this coy though yeah (laughs) you know what i mean i mean i i think personally that that was the single most important festival in the city that the city has had um 
you know thanks big music yeah. fest because <laughs> <laughs> i mean and and don't get me wrong like all those festivals are great like oh, are. uh big music festival blues festival jazz festival but it was more for the community in terms of and artists yeah. a younger developing demographic right I mean, like i know i went to, to go see like um big d and the kids table play exactly. at the wax during koi fest and then like two acts later like exalts playing in the same venue yeah. and i'm like this is fucking crazy. Yeah. And like people who were here skanking around listening to some ska are now taking in Exalt and yeah, they're like, the whoa, this is fucking wild. There, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. those, that kind of um, headspace, I kind of dig that or I dug that about Hope Fest this year because it was like you'd see a band play on one stage and within five minutes the other one was playing right. and you like didn't know what you were going to get. Yeah. And you don't miss anything that way too. And yeah. that was kind of the, you know, that was the one thing I loved about Koi and that I wanted to continue was that people were being exposed to music that they didn't normally listen to. Like you said, right. going from a ska band to a hard Yeah. It was like trick or, or treating for a music fan. Exactly. <laughs> and that's something I wanted to carry on, but in a way that was accessible to everybody. So as opposed to, you know, um, the Koi Festival had multiple venues, multiple stages where you might have a couple acts playing at the same time. And that's commonplace for a music festival. But I wanted to do something where it was like, no, you're going to damn well listen to this band and you can go wherever you want in the venue, but you're still going to have to listen to this yeah. damn band. OK, so we we did it in, in a sense where it was the two stages back and forth and then had the acoustic stage outside. So wherever you were, you're constantly bombarded by music that likely most that. people hadn't heard because, um, you know, a lot of it was built on uh, the, the local community coming together and being like, OK, let's support something cool and local. But it was built in a way where it was, you know, there's five pop punk bands, five hardcore bands, five metal bands. So there's a lot of guys that would come out and be like, I'm here for the, to support the metal scene. And then suddenly they're listening to a pop punk band or some sort of new wave, like, you know, shoegazy type rock band and being like, oh, damn, this is really cool. And, and it exposes people to something they normally wouldn't see and pushes that comfort zone. And I think that in a, of, of itself um, drives a scene forward and builds the community more than anything. And that's going back to why I say Koi Music Festival was the most important festival. That's that's a huge reason why it was because I can't I can't even begin to explain the number of bands I saw there for the first time. Yeah. Like, I'd never heard of North Lane go and but everyone's they like, there? yeah, really? in Opus Lounge, man, 200 really? capacity. And like it was the year that they what? released. Um, that like uh, first, that first record that just uh, blew up like a, um, and called? I hadn't heard of them yet but everyone was like man I'm gonna go see this Northlane band and I was like alright I'll go see Northlane and then right after Northlane Backtrack played and I was like who the hell is this and it was the first time I had heard of Backtrack <laughs> and it was absolutely unreal Singularity Discoveries, Discoveries yeah. yes was Discoveries. this was this the Koi Fest that had Eaten at the end where they had to do like the last minute yeah, change to the wax and it was that wax. insane it was thing absolutely the nuts. videos from that place I have a so video I have a video from the balcony and I showed them the audio was trash because it's all muffled but you just see people on the beams oh, and then yeah. the guitarist goes on it the beam and he like probably one of the most insane off. shows I've ever seen I think yeah. the most insane shows I've ever seen have all happened at the wax like I saw the chariot yeah. at the wax as well and like they were like yeah, I don't doing know what... cannonballs all <laughs> It's, it's funny that you 
<laughs> Maylene, oh, yeah. Maylene it's funny that you bring that up because one of my questions was going to be, uh, what's the craziest shit you've ever seen go down at like a local venue? And oh, in I mean, my head, I had stories and they're all at the wax as well. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know what it is, but the spirit Those of that venue fucking get people seen, going. But I mean, pillars. I've seen some like yeah. <laughs> ridiculous stuff at like small shows. Like uh, at, at one show at the Hive, there was like some 70 year old man like wiped out down those stairs going down. <laughs> there was like blood all over the walls. Oh, and I happened to be the first guy to turn the corner and see this. And I was like, holy fuck. And like, I turned to like the bar owner at the time and I was like, man, like, you got to call it ambulance. There's a dead and, guy like, down That there. was crazy. <laughs> and then some guy tried to do a backflip off the stage at the gig one time. And that, oh, R.I.P. Do you remember that? That's R.I.P. Dude yeah, who did the backflip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Almost, dude. Like, he, 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 he half rotated and just uh, kind of landed oh, straight on his and head. If you're going to try to pull off a fucking backflip, at least know what you're doing. At least practice. I'm going to learn on my way down. But it was like, it was one of those moments where you see like those, those videos where like some guy tries to stage dive into nothing because it was like a, pretty empty crowd like i think it was dr acula that was playing and uh you know there's like 150 people in an 800 capacity venue and this guy tries oh. to do a backflip into the crowd and just head first into the ground and like oh my god i i can't begin to explain the number crazy. probably the most crazy stuff always happened at the hive it was just like an interesting neighborhood to be in sure. like you'd have uh have, oh, have yeah. some interesting people wandering oh, in throughout yeah. the night and ne'er-do-wells miscreants <laughs> vagabonds i feel like open sesame gets that the randoms like yeah. walking in and just kind of like <laughs> hanging around the show and everyone's like this actually- person has stolen the show and everybody just focuses on that person because like <laughs> what did you say yeah oh and she it was when romancer was playing and she, I yes. think she like grabbed the, i think she grabbed the mic from adam and adam was like What's i don't know what to do i remember that there's a there's a guy Actually, speaking of open sesame and like random people wandering in, this is this was a cool situation, not like a not like a scary like oh shit, someone call an ambulance situation, okay. but like uh, I had this dude walk in and he was just kind of like standing at the back and like I I uh, tried to like make small talk with him uh, inside the venue and we couldn't couldn't really hear each other. He was probably in his mid fifties, uh, late fifties. And uh, finally, like at at the end of the show, he came in at the very beginning and stayed stayed the whole show. And uh, at the end of the show, I was like, "Hey, like you know, I've never seen you at a show, kind of thing." And it's like a little fifty capacity venue, right? So you kind of recognize everybody at that space. And I was like, "Oh, I've never seen you with one." And he turns around with uh, uh, some it was broken English, but he, he was able to say, "I'm a Syrian refugee. I've been here for a week. This is my first concert." Whoa! And it was like a hardcore show Whoa. going on. So his first experience was walking into this super <laughs> abrasive hardcore punk show in this tiny fucking venue, and it was his first show. And I was like totally blown away by that. And he came. The coolest thing to me was that he came at the beginning and stayed right till the yeah. end. So just like, soaking in the atmosphere just, of like the culture. Exactly. And stuff. It's so it, was, crazy. it was such a cool experience and and, and very humbling. I was like one how the hell did you find me like he must have just wandered in and and like two thanks for coming like i hope i see you again like did he like it uh you said it was cool but i mean (laughs) might have just been being nice speaking of a complete shock to the system musically um 
there was some some punk show going on at Harmony that you you were putting on, and I guess my sister and her boyfriend they they were like fifteen, sixteen at the time. They like wanted to go get some milkshakes, and they didn't know the shit was oh, going yeah. on. And they like show up, and it's like, oh, sorry, this is like nineteen plus or whatever, and uh, this fuck, uh, and they just like hear like all of this shit like blasting out the fucking front doors. And my sister's like, I don't know what's going on in there, and I I don't know if it was you that they talked to or whoever was working at the door, but they're like, we just want some milkshakes. Yeah, that was definitely me. I remember. <laughs> oh that. yeah. <laughs> and you're like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, you up, no problem. <laughs> Go grab a milkshake. That's hilarious. That was one of the things with Harmony, like uh spaces that are like that accommodating to allow me to do that kind of stuff like you know it's a it's a 70 capacity diner and they're letting me do hardcore and metal right. and punk shows in there and, and 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 they enjoy it which is the coolest thing like you know if they have like regular customers that walk up and want to get a milkshake i'm like yeah by all means like go get your milkshake i'm not i'm not gonna turn away like <laughs> yeah. their regular clientele yeah, yeah, for yeah. that so that's one of the cool spots that i'm able to accommodate that yeah. kind of thing so. i wanted to mention that i feel like the way I see it, it's like a little bit symbolic. Like you're sort of like doing this whole like rising of the Phoenix with like the music scene around here. <laughs> and in partnership with Harmony Lunch, you kind of brought that shit back yeah, to life yeah, too. Like, whole, like, that's like, like I know Mark of the city. Yeah. yeah like it, this, this like completely iconic and legendary burger shop uh, it was kind of like in a bit of disarray with the old owners and then ownership got passed over. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then they brought me on. They uh, it was actually a friend of mine um, was working there uh, as part of their catering company, and uh, he reached out to me and was like, "Hey, man, so we're experimenting with this idea of maybe bringing some bands in. Would you like to do that?" And originally oh, it was cool. like a, a Thursday sort of thing, and he was like, "I was like, yeah, absolutely, I can do Thursdays." So. I started doing Thursdays, and I think after the first week we did, uh, I think it was Heart Attack Kids and and Father Bodies were on that, and it was absolutely rammed. And aside from breaking, I think, like eight or nine glasses that night, they were totally stoked on it. Nice. So <laughs> it became Friday or uh, Thursdays and Fridays, and then just recently they've let us take over the Saturdays as well. And cool. uh, oh, no I mean, they've also introduced plastic cups, which was <laughs> probably a great idea. business decision. You know, at least we, we got that sorted out after the first show. Yeah. It was one of those things where it was like, oh, no, this is a brand new venue. Yeah, you guys, yeah. like, stop. And I think, <laughs> like, I think it was probably one of the craziest shows that has happened there as far as, like, washing and stuff. And I'm sitting there like, I didn't think it was going to be this crazy. (laughs) I I feel like there was probably like this energy where it was like, this has kind of been like a sacred, wholesome, old timer place. I've always wanted to fuck this place up. up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, it was a new space and it was, it's like being 70 capacity. It was the first rammed punk show in a while because everywhere else is like, you know, massive capacities. And, you know, back when I started, it, it wasn't so difficult to bring out 150 to 200 people to a show but now for a local development show that's you're not pulling those numbers in kw that's uh you know you're shooting for 50 kind of thing for for most of these local shows and you sell out the 75 capacity venue make it look packed and everyone has a great time kind yeah of i was just gonna say i feel like that's pretty important to like understand that you're not gonna fill out yeah. 100 people yeah but if you can shoot for 50 and 75 show up and it fucking looks packed and, and it's bumping like love it yeah it exactly the atmosphere right? there, there was always something uh towards like the tail end of the schwaben days where yeah. like you would turn around and like it's like half empty and you're like oh like the, yeah, the same energy is just not here right yeah. you know it was it was hard and like with spaces that big it's like you know there there was a time where i was sitting there going like 
can I do this anymore? Right. Like this is, you know, there's like the, the amount of money lost on shows was getting bigger and bigger and sure. bigger. And it was to a point where it was like, shit, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. what are we going to do? Cause like there was a total scene change around 2008 and, uh, I blame Skrillex. Screw you, Sonny Moore. <laughs> Switched from emo and started playing dubstep. And then I started seeing kids with stretched ears and emo swoops hanging out front of beta. Yeah, I think you're <laughs> well, not totally wrong emo on that. show going on, but, uh, yeah. but no, I mean, obviously there's a lot more factors to it, but, right. um, yeah, that, that was, that was a big thing. Damn scene kids. <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing is with the Schwaben though, it was, it was in such a, it was in it was Strange in a bad location. Area. It was oh, in a bad yeah. location. It was right close to the highway. It's yeah. like not close yeah. to where anybody lived. It but felt kids, stupid every time I went to the Schwaben. Yeah, but I would be like, "Why am I here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, you guys are all from the same neighborhood. Like, yeah. I think it took three. Yeah, buses, it kind of reminded it? me of like uh, you know the movie The Warriors, where where they're all like trying to get to the other side of town. Like, <laughs> we're all in so like this mass congregation, like heading to the Schwaben. And by the time you get there, you're like, I'm just ready to fucking rage, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> so much, like, I, I think half the fun, though, is, like, riding the bus with a hundred of your friends to yeah. and yeah. from those Arc Battle, the bands at the Schwaben. Like, the, the, the things I saw go on in those oh buses. God, like, I watched, yeah. like, literally an entire bus get kicked off of a bus. And then everyone cheered. Walked the off whole the bus. bus was kicked like, off of like, a bus, the, like the whole bus, because <laughs> people were drinking and yeah. smoking oh. and continuing to party <laughs> on this bus. And, uh, like the whole bus got kicked off and literally waited at the bus stop for the next <laughs> bus to come on. And like the party just continued in this bus stop and on to the next yeah. bus. And I think there was a. I think we got kicked off a second bus before we finally decided we were close enough to just walk home. So <laughs> yeah, it was. It was crazy. That would that was a long time ago, man. That was yeah. like 2006 or seven. But I mean, like those bus rides were, were great. I miss the Schwaben Club. Make the Schwaben great again. <laughs> Make the, the Schwaben great, great again. again. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I um, miss that spot, man. Yeah, yeah a lot of good times. memories. So many good spots that are gone now. Albert McCormick Arena. Yeah, that place was fun. Yeah, the community Pretty center small shows. Though, yeah. It was tiny, but there's. So many crazy, so much craziness that happened there too. I miss five one nine punk. Yeah, I miss before Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean MySpace? Make MySpace yeah. great again. Oh so my! I think five one nine punk was before MySpace. Yeah, it was. Damn, uh, that was like before two thousand and two, two thousand four. It was like the original message board there. Like, yeah, that place was awesome. Yeah. There's also like a, just a shit posting board before yeah. shit posting oh, was even. Yeah. Remember, remember how on MySpace like, people go shit posting. No, remember the Res forums on MySpace where oh, you go yeah. on there, and then people would just be like absolutely like demolishing like all the staff, like all they'd be like, "Oh, this somebody told me to take off my hat, you fucker!" And someone would go on there and be like. You're a douche. <laughs> and you'd be like, I'm gonna find you in the hallway. Blah, 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 and Yo, meet like, me at the hellhole. Yeah. I, oh, I think we just need to bring back MySpace. I mean, like, we're all supporting this Mark Zuckerberg guy that like made a platform to make money when that you know sucked. Tom was sitting over there. He just wanted fucking friends, and we all left him. Man, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, just wanted eight. Go back. He just wanted eight friends. Just, just a top eight friends. Just top eight. All he's good. He's <laughs> got all the bands now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, with your first Hope Festival. Yeah. finished up do you consider it a success is yeah, there anything absolutely. that you would like to change keep the same well are, are you um, are you planning to do another Hope yeah Fest, I should yeah ask i'm first. actually uh just in the kind of initial feeler stages kind of uh seeing who's available and and kind of playing the 
playing the initial game with it. Um, but uh, you know, um, maybe I'll, I'll give you an exclusive. It's going to be September twenty first. Oh, hey. And uh, um, so, yeah, we're in the initial, or I'm in the initial phases of of kind of feeling things out and seeing who we can get into it. We've got a date locked down and the venue locked down again, and we're going to follow the same sort of format, but um, cool. looking at bigger uh headliners this cool. year um i still want to keep it predominantly local mm-hmm. um and and like again allow local bands to play for on a bigger stage and, yeah. and with the full production and all that sort of thing that's awesome kind of have a change of pace for for the local scene there but uh i'm looking at you know bigger bigger headliners this year and single and, mothers was pretty good though yeah they're yeah. awesome i love that band those yeah. guys are great um, but yeah, I want to, I want to make it something that's a little bit more accessible and it's going to pull people from, you know, maybe a couple different cities and, and sort of, uh, turn some heads for the city. So I'm, I'm hoping to, I mean, nothing's obviously set in stone yet, but are you trying to keep it Ontarian? Yes. Cool. Yes. I want, uh, that's always been important. Um, you know, awesome. I mean, when if something cool comes by for American bands like last year we had Silver Age uh, they were on tour with Romancer, Romancer right yeah. oh who's that is that Dead and Divine they came through <laughs> Dead and Divine coming back <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish man yeah. <laughs> we still love Ritual Matt if you're watching this <laughs> Dead and Divine reunion make it happen <laughs> man make it happen <laughs> we will all be there <gasps> yeah on the low low <laughs> so so with you saying the keeping the same formula as last year uh does that mean you're gonna still try to keep it to like a venue yes. or are you gonna yeah i'm uh right now we do have maxwell's on hold for it uh so we're gonna bring it back maxwell's and okay and kind of keep the same formatting um i would like to expand it's it's one of those things where it's like with something this big seeing where to go like the next step is it seems like almost infinite leaps kind of thing yeah. to, to bring in an outdoor staging and go through all the the city stuff again and 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 that kind of thing or to have a venue bigger than 700 capacity which would be necessary for kind of taking that next step and growing it so yeah, i, I feel like you're you're and... positioning yourself in like a great way though. yeah like, yeah it's, it's always... people look at last year and they go oh this was like serious yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like this was no like mamby pamby like let's slap something together like it, yeah, it was no, well and i wanted to make sure that was that was captured and people like understood that like you know we want to be around and we want people to support this and 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 want to see this out into the future and stuff like that so this year we're we're focusing on bring bringing bringing bigger acts in and still keeping that you know local feel to it and stuff like that but um yeah i i eventually would love to make it a bigger more accessible thing who would be your dream headliner oh god like uh, the one act if you could pick one act and it doesn't have to be too doesn't have to be ontarian doesn't have to be yeah you could just such pick a hard question if one guy was like, i've hey. always been uh, like predominantly I, I love emo music man so if i could get like you know the used or say anything or, fuck like yes taking back sunday <laughs> playing like, yeah. tell all your friends front to back i'd be pretty excited <laughs> oh tell all your friends um yeah. what happened with that kind of thing locally so for people who are listening yeah. there was this thing locally that used to happen that at uh one of the nightclubs around this town there was a night out of like what the month or the yeah, year it was, uh, thursdays once a month we did it for a little bit to see if we could get some traction on it with yeah. uh 
was at District Nightclub, and it was uh, essentially kind of like an emo DJ night. Tell all your friends, though. I remember that. Oh, yeah, I forgot about stars. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of carrying off of uh, the Throwdown Thursdays, which used to happen at Phil's back in the day, which was my uh, was Andy, uh, who I originally oh, okay. partnered with with Have Hope. So go- coming full circle again cool. on that. Um, and I was kind of like, you know what? Like This used to be the abstract location, which was the, like, alternative, the alternative place, right? So um, it was like, this would be this would be really cool if, if we could get something going and and chad at district was able to facilitate it a couple times and let us try it out and uh I don't, it was it was cool but uh it didn't catch fire like we thought it might so we we would rather focus on well i, I would rather focus on oh uh, yeah bringing uh bringing live music as opposed to having djs definitely. rehash oldies so definitely move my focus over to there and, and didn't you have that. lockwood holding it down on that night yeah he yeah. was he was uh djing or he's a special guest dj that cool. night uh it was jamie hedemotor who uh was like my partner on tell all your friends that was djing most of the night and then we had lockwood out as a special guest and you guys just had him here too. Yeah, Jeez, man. man. Awesome. <laughs> Good old Lockwood. Hi, Lockwood. <laughs> so uh, we're coming up on like the halfway point. Do you guys want to take a little break? Yeah, cool. Okay, cool. Sweet peace. Be right back. Yo, we're back. Was a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing that out there. So we got about fifteen more minutes with the scene daddy himself. Wee. So uh, we're don't gonna kind of please don't leave us. Try to Sorry, beat him over the head with some quick questions here. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you're, you're planning another small, little, different kind of festival. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. So, um, uh, Chris Walton from KWC DIY, he also runs the uh, KW Punk Rock Flea Market with his girlfriend Stacy, uh, had this idea to kind of um, have a multi venue mini fest kind of celebrating punk music and uh, metal music. And, um, we he came to me with the idea and we kind of teamed up with uh brian shade over at chainsaw and he runs some of the the long hair metal shows as he would say uh, <laughs> so i like short None hair of that metal. girly metal <laughs> yeah <laughs> the ultimate so, feud yeah <laughs> so um we all kind of teamed up to put something together chris did a uh, majority of the booking on this one and then i kind of helped out with the venues and we're all working together to facilitate it but uh yeah it's happening on 420 which is like the most perfect i have no idea what that day means it's the first legal 420 and we're having a fucking punk festival on it you better go (laughs) well i think we're gonna be walking around recording some shit there if if, if that's cool and we don't get yelled at or kicked out of any of the venues (laughs) absolutely the more the merrier man we can do if that we get too. yelled at, I'll just say, Carl <laughs> told us. Carl said it was cool, cool man. Yeah. He was on wait, my wait, show. Wait. Actually, maybe <laughs> I'll just <laughs> hand out doobies. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. Get off my back, bro. Get off my yeah. back. <laughs> I get like a press tag or something. But yeah, so we got uh, four venues for that one. We're uh, using Harmony Lunch, Chainsaw, Night School, and Patent Social. Uh, Ooh, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it switches things up a little bit. Where the bit hell is that? And, uh, uh, old Thai Sun. Yeah, the old... Or, uh, Viet, Viet Sun. Yeah. Yeah, Viet Sun. It was a Vietnamese restaurant. Is I that the place yeah. on Regina? Uh, the one on yeah. Urb and Regina. Regina. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. cool. And that place creeped me out. Yeah, it's cool, man. <laughs> They've got, like, video games up in there now. Oh, you, what? Like, chill. Yeah, yeah it's can, like, a really cool have a beer lounge. and, like, play, like, 
What? Yeah, like, yeah, thank you. And stuff. Like, oh, that's no, we're going like, to find school. Christian now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we've got those four venues locked in, and uh, we're actually um, rolling out the roster and the official poster on March 1st. So, cool. Yeah, stay tuned for that. There's a few bands already announced stuff on uh, up on the page and stuff, but... Uh, yeah, the, Which page? Have Hope's page? The Have Hope page. It's also up on the KW uh, Punk Rock Flea Market page, and it's on the actual 420 Choose Your Own Fest Adventure event page as well. <laughs> cool, <laughs> cool. Are you excited about this one? Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the lineup. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, no, we're still uh, we're still working on a couple of cool things that we're hoping to come through with that. But there's going to be um, over 20 vendors uh, similar to the KW Punk Rock Flea Market, and that's all going to be inside Chainsaw there. Dope. And uh, it's kind of like four little mini fests all running simultaneously because each stage will have its own sort of vibe going on, cool. and then we're going to have performances in between acts too. So. Um, if you come watch, you know, the punk stage, you might have some acoustic acts in between or, uh, one of the stages we're, we're playing with the idea of, of maybe adding some hip hop to it. So nice. just kind of change it up and fit with that 420 vibe a bit. I think it's, kick- it falls on a Saturday, correct? Yes. I think that's yeah. like going to be so paramount to this thing kicking yeah. 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 fucking yeah. ass. Yeah. Like you can just kind of wander around the streets. I mean, you fucking perfect does that work out? 420 is on a Saturday. Right. Last <laughs> time that happened was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Was it a great day? Yeah, but I don't remember. You have to pull out your AK. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, I'll take that as a yes. Then don't ask me. Ask nobody because they don't remember either. There's going to be pictures of the festival, so we can all like pretend that yeah. we remember. True, true. <laughs> well, I'll probably walk around with my camera as well. So. Oh, there's Christian passed out on the street <laughs> <laughs> with a press tag, with a microphone in his hand. <laughs> How does it feel being the solid foundation of this city? <laughs> We're all connected, man. Thanks for such a strong yeah. round. Of Have you seen an inconvenient truth? No, you guys are in mad danger. Yeah. Do you even know how much in danger you are? Oh my god. You guys seem really chill right now. Yeah. Um so we we have like a, a little lightning round yeah. of things ready for you, but before we get to that, I just wanna Make sure there's nothing else you have coming down the pipe you want to talk about. Yeah. Um, you want to plug anything? I got a really cool announcement coming tomorrow. Okay. Um, Watch probably the socials. one of the biggest shows that has happened at Harmony Lodge. Oh, oh. shit. And, uh, we have uh, a few other cool goodies kind of in, in the back burner that uh, I unfortunately can't give you That's any all right. information on yet. I'll, uh, I'll make sure in the show <laughs> notes that all your links are present so people can find awesome. you wherever they need to. At this is have hope on whatever social network you care to use. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ian, do you have the, the doc pulled up? I do. All doc, right. You want to explain to him? You? No, no, no. You can do it. This is this, is, right, this so was your brainchild. You we're just going to... Give you a bunch of uh, words. You just say the first thing that comes off the top of your head. Oh no! This just gonna keep be dangerous. It. <laughs> it's gonna be quick. It's gonna be quick. All right. All Ready? right. Favorite extinct local band. Ooh, Dead and Divine. <laughs> Harmony Lunch Burgers. Great. Favorite Lincoln Park song. One step closer. Favorite Nickelback song. Photograph. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Fortnite. Oh, my kid plays it all the damn time. <laughs> Big Music Fest. It's all right. <laughs> True. Influencers. Uh, you, you you can do more than post half nude photos. <laughs> Best concert that I've seen. 
Just uh, go? Maybe Blink. Cool. When was that? What year? Uh, 2009, I think. All right. Taking Back Sunday. Tell all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, Crabcore. I, I think that needs actions more than words. <laughs> we right. got a camera. We've got a camera, Kyle. <laughs> Thanks, Attack Attack. <laughs> yeah, say what you want. I, I saw a beautiful. Uh, <laughs> we're good. I saw you a survived. beautiful uh, picture of you in a very deep crab-like stance. Oh yeah, I, we might yeah. use that as the uh, the episode cover. Yeah, if, that if was, you give us permission. Uh, we we definitely did that when I was in a band. <laughs> nice. uh, yeah, crabcore was was at its peak. When, when we started this set of sound, yeah. dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so I'll just do some little questions for you. Yeah. Um, what is your perfect venue, your dream venue in your head? Like you, you, you said you would like to open up your own place. Like, do you have a vision oh, yeah. for it? Yeah, so I would love to have a venue that one is all ages accessible because there's not enough of that crap. Um, Good call. Yeah, it's, it's so important. To cultivating a community because if no one can get out on stage when they're in high school and first kind of playing with the idea of music and wanting to play then what's what is there to grow that for them you know like i think all of us were blessed that in a time that in in our time that we were playing music you know those spaces still existed but so first and foremost would be that but um i've always had like a dream of being able to have live music going until you know around 11 o'clock when a normal club night would happen and then directly convert into a club venue so i can Great support idea. kind of all of the stuff that i do and all of my friends music in in that aspect cool yeah did you um so speaking on that specifically um during hope fest you did like the after party yeah. where like some yeah. djs and stuff played like was that well received is that something you think you'll, yeah, you'll do um, again i think it was hard because most of the people there were for you know punk and hardcore and metal and stuff like that but uh there was a few people that stuck around and there's quite a bit of crossover uh, i'm finding like the the whole reason that i kind of started doing edm in the first place was because i had a bunch of my friends that were hardcore dropouts dropouts <laughs> uh that uh now do hip-hop and edm cool so there's uh this massive crossover and i mean like touching back on what i said about skrillex leaving one of the biggest emo post-hardcore bands of all time to create and become one of the biggest dubstep producers of all time you know there's there's this massive crossover between the two scenes and a lot of it um with with artists like sullivan king and jonah k who jonah actually is my sound tech at maxwell's um he produces tracks for for snails and sullivan king and and those songs have screaming and metal in it so there was there was a bit of crossover there that was well received but um i think this year, I'm looking into an off-site after-party. Um, that way, it's more, you know, um, the the guys that are playing it are able to cater that to their audience as right. well as having the people that do want to do that sort of thing come out to that and give them that option as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I received it well. I liked it. I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that matters, right? Yeah. It's yeah. all that matters. We're all just a bunch of kids at heart. So yeah. as long as you're having a blast. Exactly. <laughs> That's cool. It, it's funny that there's like a lot of crossover between yeah. those genres as well. Like yeah. I am um, Mike Fro from um, Holly Springs Holly Disaster Springs, yeah. just is putting out some new music right now. And like yep. I was checking out the track and I'm like, wow, this is dope. What else has he been doing on SoundCloud? And I go back and it's all like a bunch of dubstep yep. and shit. And I'm yep. like, and hip hop. This is too. why Holly Springs had to perish. <laughs> like, <come on. laughs> 
Yeah, I miss that band. Yeah, man. Yeah. Kick ass. Have you listened to the new the new stuff by him? Uh, by Mike? Yeah. 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 It's fucking Fun. kick ass. <laughs> yeah, it is sick. It, it's got some Holly Springs vibe, but it's got like his singer singing has become like more popular. It's yeah. kind of chill. Yeah, yeah I like really it a lot. Cool. He's writing the music around his vocals rather than the band's like, hey, yeah, here's some riffs. Sure. And he's like, all right. Yeah. I can well, do that. I can do that. Although nothing will ever replace Holly Springs, man. That is so true. One of my all-time so true. favorite bands. I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. right? And like, <laughs> except it's like timeless as fuck. Everyone I can knows listen up and to smoke. that thing back to back, over and over and over. And over. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> like that—that's like my Friday party song. Oh right? yeah, man! <laughs> it's still on my regular rotation. Oh, it at least yeah. gets played once a week. It's—it's it's great when you're like out with a bunch of buddies and like it comes up on like shuffle and everybody's just gonna belt out every fucking word yep fucking whiskey shots coming out <laughs> people getting their asses kicked people falling all over the place <laughs> I know. I don't know if it, it just like why in 2019 though i, I think some, it will some of yeah. that lyrical content's pretty testy eh? yeah is it uh, <laughs> well, other songs too, oh yeah that's like, true yeah. that's true we're looking at some of the stuff that got gets tear, torn apart i mean not to she will shed friends. virgin like I skin. I love this. I love what? that. Bed. Remember that? She will yep. shed yep. virgin skin. <laughs> 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 yep. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I'd like to think it would fly still, but I think it would. I think it would too. It's yeah. just it's so fucking good. It's just fun, man. <laughs> yeah. Holly Springs Hope Fest. Make it happen. Mike. <laughs> Guys. Mike. All right. So Kyle's gotta head on yeah. out. Do you, uh, you have any parting words for the fine folks at yeah. home? Thank any you guys for tuning in to Ape Audio. These guys are doing right. awesome stuff. Thanks for thank coming. Thanks for having yeah, me. Thanks for coming. Uh, would you like to come back sometime? Because we had a, a million more questions for you. Absolutely, man. I'll, I'll come back tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun, man. I'd, I'd love to come back anytime Dope. you have me. Awesome. Cool, man. All right, man. You want to well, cut to a be right back? And- yeah, we'll be right back. Yo, Hi. what's going on? We're back. Um... Thanks for coming out, Kyle. That was fucking kick-ass. Thank you, Kyle. Um, our boy, Devin Flynn, Yo, Devin. has a little segment that he wants to try out on all you fine folks. So if you think it's complete hot garbage, yell at Devin and not at fucking us. Fucking Devin. You're on, Devin. I'd like to start with, this was Christian's idea, I've been forced, please help me, I'm blinking SOS. Uh, in today's news, bugs living in a local KFC have been packing their things and are moving out, citing unhealthy living conditions. <laughs> um, Susan is planning on taking my position as head of the local homeowners association, and I won't let that bitch take it. <laughs> um... Upstairs neighbors are undergoing surgery to have the bricks morphed into their feet removed. Uh, a local man with a curly mustache is insisting that he hates the attention it brings to his face. Tim Hortons has begun a uh, buy one, get one free on their sandwich promotion. Sorry. Um, now, in which this is increasing the uh, likelihood of them fucking up your order by twofold. <laughs> Uh, the magic eight ball in your room is wishing for the day it can actually tell you what it thinks, you sick fuck. <laughs> uh, co- work colleagues are wondering uh, when it would be an appropriate time to tell you that you have something stuck in your tooth. And uh, after a decade-long search, a local man uh, has found the missing sunglasses that were actually on top of his head. <laughs> Lastly, Donald Trump. <laughs> That's it. Thanks, Devin.
Hello. Hey, thanks, Devin. That was a kick-ass little... Pretty good, pretty good, my friend. First newscast? Many more to come. I hope so. Did you guys enjoy it? Oh, Who I did. talking to? I don't know. Both <laughs> of you. You know we enjoyed it. We were sitting right here, dude. I, I don't know if you guys enjoy anything. I enjoy everything, dude. <laughs> Can I, I lean back from this one? Can I, like, be here? Yeah, sure. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's no, no, true. No, that's good. It's good. Okay. Um, Just don't drop it on the ground. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? Yo, yo, yo. So yeah, what do please do give your feedback on that little segment. It's something new that we wanted to try. We all think it was pretty funny, and we hope you did, too. And it's going to be happening every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right in your ear and eye holes. Devin, how'd you feel about it? I've been on camera since college. I was fucking terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Did pretty well. Yeah, I think so. You fucking nailed it. All right, let's see this. Let's see oh, this. Wait, uh, wait, 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 what's going guys, on? Guys, guys. Oh man, grape break. Oh, grape break. Grape break. I brought grapes. I think he just wants you to take the whole fucking thing, doesn't he? Thanks, dude. Thanks, buddy. All right, so we'll, um, since Kyle had to cut early, we're just gonna chill, axe. We're gonna ruin this whole great episode we had with our bullshit for the next twenty yeah. minutes. Perfect. All right, Devin, flip on this video. I want to see the daddy zuck. What is this? Sucking the zuck. The zuck. Hey, everyone. Oh, we Christ. From my What's wrong with his skin? skin? Look at his eyes, man. Smoking a brisket and some ribs. I am <laughs> smoking these meats here. Why is there so many cuts? So <laughs> it's, smoking. it's smoking. So, I'm the meat chef. Who is that? Like what? His wife. What? Oh, I think someone's just. Oh, is this a supercut? I think yeah, someone's supercutting. That meat. was his wife. Set the charcoal off and you set the. He's rubbing his knees. And then smoking meats, grilling, grilling meats. You smoke lemon chicken, smoke salmon, you'll love it. Okay. Ribs and sausage. Well, I mean, he's got a bottle of Sweet Baby Rays in the back, so that he's kind of down to earth, right? He's a cheap ass. No. I'm the big guy. <laughs> Look and at that barbecue, man. Pork ribs. That's like something you see at Ribfest. Could you imagine uh, your investors it. telling you, okay, we're rolling out Facebook Live. You need to do this Eat and show the people that you're a normal, functioning human robot. Look at his friends. You mean his wife, dude? No, that's his wife, man. Yo, they look like they smoke some fine dank. Or they just say they do. How many of you guys are eating brisket and ribs? Yeah, they're probably the type that would smoke like K2. They taste doubly better when... I hate when people say that word. Yeah, Ian, weren't you smoking some ribs earlier? Yeah, pull out your ribs, guy. Delicious brisket and ribs. Oh my god. Ribs and the brisket. Are you excited to have a rib tonight? I want my baby back baby back ribs. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Sweet baby <laughs> ribs barbecue sauce. That is going on the ribs. Sweet baby rays. Sweet baby rays. Sweet baby rays is very good. I think this is sweet baby rays on here. Nice. So we have just applied the sweet baby rays. Sweet I baby wish rays. I was an incredibly antisocial multi-billionaire. Take it from there. Why? You know how many ribs I would eat? She's waiting for he walks rays. weird. She, Does she he? I've never seen him walk. <laughs> hey. Have you seen that video? I mean, that picture of uh, so Zuck walking through uh, a sea of people like with VR headsets, good. like trying what? it out. And he's walking through all of them, like probably about to give like some sort of like keynote speech. And he is just walking up past them looking at the stage like this and his nipples are hard <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh no you got you gotta you gotta it, i think i think it's like, <laughs> hard. 
hard nip Zuck. That's a crazy. I think way you gotta to look it up. You, look it up on uh, uh, Google. Just type in um, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> no, I saw it on Reddit. It was Reddit. It was like Mark Zuckerberg. Someone captioned it like, "This looks like a dystopian future." Mark Zuckerberg walking past the sea of people, uh, sea of people with VR sets. Here are it's Mark first Zuckerberg's one on nipples. <laughs> No, no, no get dude. back! No, no, go. We're it? back on the twinks, bro. Yeah, no, no. Jesus go to the uh, go to the first image on on the image results. Yeah, that one. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah, that one. Can we uh, get a? Can we get an enhance. enhancement? Look enhance. at that. Look at that. Do you think on the VR headsets they're just seeing his two nipples? <laughs> and he's like, yes. no, that's where the cameras are, dude. <laughs> but look at that sea of people, and he's just like, "This is amazing!" <laughs> oh my god! Do you think? I don't want to. Oh, at that he's got anymore. those weird backwards legs. <laughs> he's got those like, he's um, like an osprey. Yeah. Do you think that he thought since they all have the headsets on outfit. that he'll just rub on his little nips before he went walking out? Dude, it's like, like that Gabby. Well, how shirt. hard can I get these boys? Before I walk amongst the people. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can all see I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm human. My nipples get hard too. Here comes the milk factory. What? <laughs> Here comes the milk factory? <laughs> so, did you guys enjoy Kyle's company? Question is, did he enjoy ours? I think he did. He seemed pretty comfortable. Yeah. Like slapping at old ladies? Yeah. Yep. Did he laugh at old ladies? Yeah. Heard on a mobile. Oh, right, 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 Get right. It together. I thought Come you were on, man. About First, the, the old man that fell down the stairs at the. <laughs> no, I think he was really concerned about that. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know if I would have like the mind to be like, somebody give this guy a give a give him a hand. Can you someone give this guy an aspirin? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> no, you ain't. Oh man. Um, Whoa, little taboo there, Devin. He said yeah, just to give him a child's child. aspirin. You know what that means? Children, guy, come on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I think it literally means a child's aspirin. No, buddy. Wait, and child's aspirin? <laughs> so did you guys? <laughs> you guys listen to any new music or anything this What's week? What's a prin? Um, new music? Nah. 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 I haven't really been bumping anything. I've just kind of been sleeping, sleeping, whittling away. Whittling. Yeah. Okay. Whittling oh, away. Whittle, I whittle. I, I whittle. I dabble in I the whittle. whittle. I whittle. <laughs> I dabble in the whittle. <laughs> you whittle a whittle? <laughs> I whittle. I dabble a whittle. If you ever say a word so many times, it just doesn't mean anything anymore. Every word. Whittle. Whittle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I was like, I was only listening to like the Higher Brothers tape that came out. For anybody who doesn't know, they're like a, a Chinese rap group that uh, they're on the 88 Rising label and they do like a lot of work with like Ski Mask the Slump God and like, um, uh, other artists that I can't remember their names. Is that the, is that the <laughs> song that you sent me? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's a song Maybe called it One Punch weird. Man with um, Denzel Curry and... Yep. Oh, yeah, you put on that video here. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, cool. So yeah, videos. Oh, wait, wait no, that you, was you. That both? was you that put on that video. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. On the weekend. <laughs> Jeez, my memory is terrible. So you're smoking all that CBD, dude. It's a CBD man. Oh, yeah, I want to talk about that. Yeah. So I ordered some... Uh, OCS Ontario Cannabis Store Cannabis. Whoa, cannabis, man! Cannabis for it's the first topic right now. For the first time this week, it just became legal. It showed Jeez. up, and I I ordered um, it's called uh what what the fuck's it North called? Star? North 
Yeah, North Star. That's right. It's a high CBD strain with like next to no THC, which is something I was looking for to just like kind of relax, get rid of headaches, get rid of stress, get rid of anxiety feelings, blah, blah, blah. It's fucking working. It's yeah, kick ass. Big time. Um, but this really funny thing happens. So when they send you your pot, they also send a pamphlet that is basically like an instructional for like first time users. And I smoked a bowl and then I'm like reading through this thing. And like most of the steps seem pretty regular, you know, it's just like, don't consume too much. Don't operate heavy machinery. Don't, uh, call your mother and try to get her to watch adult swim. <laughs> Damn it. Um, but then one of the, one of the things in this instructional pamphlet said, do not smoke cannabis. I, I just got it. I, 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 I stared at this, and I'm going, but I just smoked it. Like, what do and they I'm want staring you to, at this. Yeah, what do they want you to do with it? For like two minutes, and then it finally clued in like, oh, they, they're like recommending that smoking it is not the healthiest ingestion method. You can bake with it, or you could vaporize it, or you could uh, do whatever, you know, other than smoke it. You find their website's pretty shit. Yeah, it's trash. Yeah. I was trying to sort through just cbd strains yeah, and no. i got no results yeah. and then when i i went to like another subcategory and suddenly there was a ton yeah <laughs> oh. yeah and then you can select the amount of thc and the amount of cbd but if you select no thc or little to no thc there's nothing yeah because they they made like their search variables like way too strict mm-hmm. like it doesn't go oh you set it to zero so we'll go to the like closest amount that we have it went you set it to zero we don't make that Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not going to show you anything and it says on the north star one it says that you can get it in capsules and when you go to order it there's no capsules available where jeez so stupid oh cs you're slacking guys yeah. like, come on how is it this hard they reject your credit card if you have money on it anyways and then you don't have it your credit you just card? lost a customer yeah. a legal one they, I, I had money on it and they said it doesn't work was it said, was it a visa debit Oh. And I was like, okay, well. Weird. Because they, they didn't accept my Visa debit, which I think is bullshit, because, like, it's the fucking, like, what year are we living in that you only accept credit cards? Like, what there's, year there's are no, they living there's in, There's no dude? PayPal options. There's no Stripe options. What are they smoking? <laughs> there's no Square options. It was fucking MasterCard or Visa. That was it. No Amex? Or I could PayPal? send a, a check. What? <laughs> and that's how I, I knew right away that it was a government site. Yeah, they're like, we'll get your checks. No, you, you can't send it. Holy fuck! Oh, okay, I was gonna say they're like, we get your checks immediately, so you don't get your order for another two months. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty trash system. Yeah. Um, Canada posted real well. They got it to me in one day. So yeah, that's pretty impressive. Shout out to Canada Post. I'm more of a pure later guy. Last time you'll ever. <laughs> yeah. We'll oh. Um. So like, I don't know. We have brick and mortar stores opening up at the start of april i think or they're supposed to open up do you think it will be an improved experience I hope going so. to the stores because it's still like heavily mandated by the government even though it's like third party individuals are opening these shops they're still only allowed to sell like uh the strains provided to them by like six or seven manufacturers and they're only allowed to sell the products that like are on the OCS anyway. So basically all it's cutting out is just the shitty website. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm cool with that. that I think that's enough to make it 
like convenient enough. Yeah. It'll what pro- about the price though? The price is bucks a fucked gram. up. Nope. Can't deal with that. Yeah, I can't deal with that either. Yeah. I can go to Larry the Fisherman down the street and buy a fucking zip. But <laughs> but you can get your uh, like the high CBD ones, and you know you're going to be getting. Yeah, it. it's true. You have like assurance of quality and like what it is like if you buy it from the store and it says this much percentage thc this much percent you know cbd then you know that's going to be legitimate whereas if you go to a local dispensary even ones that will be you know third party once april comes around i feel like those might run well but i think it's just going to come down like any establishment to management and if it hopefully they don't fuck it up and corrupt it where they're like yeah we'll take a pinch off it and whatever you know what i mean because it's like if you think about like, I've worked in restaurants for a really long time, and I know they aren't the same, but they do house, like, liquor, and they sell it. And I'm not going to say any names, but a common, like, thing that people would do when they wanted to steal liquor, because how they would um, invoice the liquor every night was they would weigh it, and they would just, like, you know, subtract it from the night before or see if anything is gone. And they basically just measure it with, like, a certain amount of dollars per, you know, fluid ounce or whatever. But what people would do if they wanted to steal was they would just replace it with water and then reweigh it so it would weigh the same. Right. I'm not saying people would do the same thing with like weed, but at the same time, like people will try to find a way to beat the system. Spray like, it with water. Yeah. <laughs> Spray it with Make yeah. it heavier. Yeah. Hey, you never. Or the fact that, you know, people like, for example, I go to dispensaries in towns to say it safely and sometimes um that's a weird that's a weird way to say um it. Just how some, hard are your nipples right now Dude, Z- zuck you vr level <laughs> they're fucking diamonds right now i can cut i can cut hard um uh so some of these places i've been to when they're like oh we have these three like uh sativa strands and these three uh indica strands and then I'll be like, okay, give me the sativa because I like that better. But it's just never consistent in terms of the quality. Like sometimes you'll get. Can we ask Patrick what he's looking at? I'm just impressed by how the wall looks. You're out of your fucking yeah. mind. <laughs> yeah. It's nice not seeing the fucking tinfoil on it. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? It says Ape Audio Podcast in glowing I'm letters. At a goddamn wall. Yeah, these walls are covered in neon and beautiful. <laughs> yeah, we have no idea what you're talking about. Mason laid brick. We used to have tinfoils on our wall. (laughs) So this place where we're filming this right now, when I first came in here. We can't tell you the location. Nope. When I first uh, came in here, there was tinfoil on on the wall. And because it was so, like, smoothly placed, I didn't really think anything of it because there was posters and stuff. And then I kind of just looked over. I was like, what? And then we put more posters up, so we kind of just forgot about it. But then it came to the point where it's like, we got to impress Kyle, so, you know, we got to take the one. You know, no. <laughs> we got to take the tinfoil down. We ain't making ribs. What's yeah. the tinfoil there for? <laughs> Smoking our briskets. Uh-huh. Yeah, Smoking free basing briskets. So do you want to tell them what was behind the tinfoil? Uh, yeah, so, so what the tinfoil was laid on was like a cinder block wall. And um, for some reason, it just had in big blue spray painted letters on a white wall. For those who are wondering the color, terrible red. It shadows. said, uh, "Yeah, yeah." With a, it just said "tripping stone," and then beside it was like someone drew in like pencil crayon, like a very detailed clown. And think of like traditional clown with like the pointy hat with the pom pom and like the jumpsuit with like the three pom pom buttons. And it's holding a, like a joint in one hand, a smoking joint, and in the other hand, it's it's holding like a beer bottle. And it was really weird how detailed the bottle yeah. was because they were holding it like lopsided and the liquid inside was lopsided. And it was the only thing that was like, wow, that's actually really well done. 
But then we're like, let's, over let's, let's, let's wait over it. There's like a picture of it. Maybe we'll post it later. Who knows? But anyways, that's what Patrick's staring at. And it is a lovely wall. Let me tell y'alls. Cool. Yeah. So uh, on the topic of cannabis, Devin pulled up a, a little, a little hey. on the topic of balls. Dude. Look at that wall. Hey. hey. Right on. Hey. There it is. Hey, guys. Uh, now you know our tricks. Apparently, several customers have found moldy or mold on their weed ordered from the OCS. Yeah, like smoke pretty much, it anyways. Pretty much on the first like installment of uh, for, on their first uh, orders that they were shipping out, a lot of people were finding moldy weed. But how do you identify moldy weed? I mean, I know how to, but like, what about people who didn't know? So what's the question? <laughs> what, like, oh no, yeah, yeah, like, no, people no, who didn't sure, I- identify, sure. like, lots what people, happened to them? Like, lots what? of people were ordering and like wanting to smoke for their first time ever. I'm sure. Yeah. And yeah, how would they know what the fuck they're looking at? Well, I'm sure well, I mean, like white mold spores yeah, would that be looks one thing, <laughs> but but sometimes moldy weed just looks like it's like black and it's like kind of looks. Well, wow, this shit looks dank as yeah. fuck. Is there hash in this? <laughs> Holy! Yeah, I don't know. And of course, I'm 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 sure the government won't be like really held responsible for. <laughs> well, they won't really care. They're like yeah. too many people want to to smoke weed legally, so this whole moldy business like yeah well it's not that they're covering it up they'll just get rid of the problem they'll you know regulate more of how these probably these big greenhouses you know how they schedule like uh whatever kind of uh i'm not sure if they spray stuff on it to like prevent that or yeah i'm sure there's nutrients they they, they put on there but um yeah i mean like the bud that showed up for me is like as much as i enjoy it it's not in a great way (laughs) <laughs> it's like incredibly dried out like to the point where it's like about to go bad you know yeah but i don't know i like dry weed i really like it why just, just gets the job done quicker doesn't need a grinder <laughs> use my good old fingers and Your fingers uh, are quite old i've been around yeah i don't want to know about all that hey, what? ain't that the truth <laughs> I have no idea what any of you guys are talking about. It just means that I look at your fingers, dude. They're fucking old. <laughs> um, I am not a. Was there anything else you guys want to chat about today? I'm not yeah. sure, man. I actually. <laughs> what are you saying? I actually did want to talk about something. Oh, well, oh, my, throat, <laughs> my throat got all gurgly. I'm sure if you guys heard that like a second ago, it probably would have been all like. <laughs> no, it wasn't really like that. But so we want to talk um, about. Yeah. Fucking tell us. Hey, so Flynn's got an artist up on the page. Hey, uh, guy. We've got Insta loaded. Uh, pull it up. Yeah. So this artist uh, happened to drop a cool little pamphlet. I'm going to just get it in one second. Check that shit out, boy. So, by the way, guys, packaging really well done. Pamphlet. I don't know how I feel about the whole uh, long kind of view. I like I my pamphlets it. to be in portrait mode despite you know no, that's... people with cell phones uh, thinking otherwise don't shoot your videos in portrait especially if it's a riot you're a psychopath <laughs> you're a psychopath you shoot in portrait yeah yep. I was actually actually sorry a side note is we were I forget who I was talking to uh, to this talking to this about but we were talking about like old school like ways of filming and how people will try to do that like from this time like in like let's say 2030 or whatever and i can imagine purposefully they're purposefully do portrait with the blown up blurry back background that's going to be like a (laughs) thing because um bands like metalcore bands that are coming back and like the scene revival or whatever 
these guys are already making their videos in like square like format that are like kind of greenwashed and like stuff like that so they're already like looking back and being like how are these videos made like oh 10 years ago God. so they're just gonna keep doing it i feel like in that whole portrait mode of doing videos will definitely be just like the old camcorder filter you know like how we it. do the camcorder filter on our phones and yeah, shit. And yeah they'll do like the weird like um you know on iphones off to the sides of a portrait shot video we'll do like mirrored versions of the video like they're playing yeah. those like in the, in the side periphery yeah exactly that's exactly <laughs> what i'm talking about it's definitely going to be just like something that defines like an era and then just use it anyways i wonder how much this guy's art costs um, yeah they're beautiful man yeah. yeah so this guy's name is uh steve thomas greer and he's a local artist right yeah, yeah. if you want to follow him at steve thomas greer Shout yeah out check out steve. some of his work it's kind of psychedelic kind of uh yeah. he likes ice cream a little cartoony imaginative textures <laughs> unique layer my friend lol owns two cigar shops what just, I was reading comments. Oh. I'm just reading comments abruptly. Yeah, these are sick. Yeah, they're really dope. Cool. Does he does he have a website where we can buy print? Check the description. Abracadabra signs. What's that? Have a home. home button. You don't have a home button on your Google Chrome? How much? Oh, I think he's going to try to paint finagle us. Let's check it. Let's take a look at the numbers, guys. Let's let's run the number. What do you think one of these prints? One point two k followers. What would um, you What would you pay for these prints? For a print, it depends what it's printed. Or on. let's let's say an depends original. Let's say an original. What size of print? Let's say an original. What's Maybe he using to paint? I don't know. What size of print? Oh, uh, what's yeah? Alan saying eight by eleven print. 60 to 100 bucks. We got the art intel here from Alan, local Kafka worker. Yeah, okay, okay. So Alan says with works that he's seen before, it'll probably go between, uh, what do you say, 60 to 100? 60 to 100 and an 8 by 11 or 8.5 by 11. 200. 200. 200. That's a big leap. I'm going to bid 201, Bob. Or sorry, Drew. (laughs) (laughs) Not one of those shitty ass prints for $60. Yeah. Watch now, his prices are just gonna. The dope yeah, chief? I went to. Uh, dope yeah, chief. I went to Supercrawl in Hamilton, and yeah, it is really similar. Dope it's got cheese. a similar, yeah. similar vibe. Cool. Well, Steve Thomas Greer, go follow him. His art's pretty cool. Um, chances are you'll probably get an eight by eleven print at sixty to two hundred bucks. Word, you heard it here from range. Alan. You heard it here first from Alan, local Kafka artist, local art intel. We should interview him. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> all right yeah you boys want to wrap it up yeah we'll wrap it Always up wrap it dude okay i started playing apex legends again all right bye jesus christ uh, apex Legends sucks yeah big time sucks Fortnite for all people